Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapraset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, the message is about the mindset. Our mindset dictates our future. If we have a positive mindset, our future will be positive. Or in other words, our faith. If we have a negative mindset, it will take us downhill. Therefore, mindset is very important. I want to talk about a super abundant mindset. What I'm going to say today comes from the scripture. It's not my own idea. I just want to show you from the scripture who our God is and how God wants to help us. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, the Lord has said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. This is the God that we worship. He's the God of the overflow. He's the God of blessing. He's the God of superabundance. And he was making a covenant with our father of faith, Abraham. We are children of Abraham by faith. The covenant that he made with Abraham also belonged to us. That is, God wants to bless us so that we can bless others. God wants to use us to be the blessing to the nations. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God will generously provide all you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. I like NLT here. God wants us to have all that we need. We can afford everything that we need. But not only that, plenty and left over to be able to bless other people, not just to keep in the bank account, but to bless the kingdom and bless the orphans or the poor, bless the ministry. Psalm 23 verse 5, or this scripture, I just want to read to show you that God wants us to have a super abundant mindset or mentality. Psalm 23 verse 5, you prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Everyone say overflow. After reading all this scripture, you can see that our God is the overflowing God. And the key to live a super abundant life is that first of all, we need to change our mind. Our mindset needs to be correct. We need to have a super abundant or overflowing mindset. You can go around in this life every day having the negative mindset or negative thought of lack, of barely enough, 
or struggling. If you keep doing that, you will never come out from lack because that is your faith. You believe I gonna be in lack forever. Sometimes people grow up with the limited condition, or you may have faced some financial difficulties right now. You kind of try to make it through week by week to pay your bills, to pay your electric bill or food bill. And when you go through like that, it's so easy to develop a limited mindset. And you think that I will never get out of this debt. I will never make it. I will always suffer and struggle financially. And I want to tell you, don't allow that mindset to come in according to the scripture. The place of lack that you are in right now will be there only for a temporary period. But one day you're going to come out from that place. One day you're going to come to the superabundance that God has prepared for you. You may be living it in now, in the place of lack, but that is not your permanent residence. You will come out in the future to go to the place of superabundance and overflowing. Our God, His name is El Shaddai, or the God of more than enough. He's not the God of barely making it, barely going through, or enough. He is the God of overflow, He's the God of superabundance, and He's the God of more than enough. Look at Psalm 35, verse 27. How many people serve God in this room? I like this scripture. And if you never serve God yet, just come to sit and warm the seat. I want to encourage you to serve the Lord, okay? Let them shout for joy and be glad. Who favor my righteous cause. You need to live a righteous life, like King David said. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who has Pleasure, listen, I'm going to read it slowly. Who, who is that? God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. This scripture is for me and you. We should go around every day and say, God takes pleasure in prospering me. I am a servant of the most high God. He has pleasure in my prosperity. He's not sad when I prosper. He's happy. He rejoices when he sees his servant prosper. Our life is going to move toward what we believe. If we believe in sickness, defeat, poor, death all the time, that's my lot of my life, then you're going to stay in that forever. But if you begin to rise up and believe, no, the will of God for me, is that I shall prosper physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and relationship. I shall go to the next level even though I am in the lack right now, or I am in the berry in enough right now, I'm going to get out of here. I will not stay here forever. So every day you meditate, I seek the kingdom of God first. I'm a servant of the Most High God. I love God. I will be the top, not the bottom. I will be the head, not the tail. Even though you haven't seen it yet, but you keep meditating and believing and have that mindset. The Israelites had been in slavery in Egypt for many, many years. 
They live in the land of lack or not enough. There are three, three kinds of lands you're going to learn today. The land of lack or not enough in Egypt. The land of just enough in the desert. And the land of more than enough in the promised land. God took them out from the land of lack. They were enduring. They were suffering, surviving, and barely making it each day in the land of Egypt or the land of lack. And one day, by the grace of God, God brought them out of slavery and took them into the desert, the land of just enough each day. The desert land is just enough for them. Actually, God did not intend for them to stay there for a long time. God wanted them to get into the promised land very quickly. But unfortunately, that generation was a complainer. That generation walked by doubt and keep complaining. That's why they got stuck there for a long time. Their needs were supplied every day, but nothing left over extra each day. They just have enough for each day. Their clothes did not wear out. Their shoes did not wear out for 40 years. They were wearing the same clothes for 40 years. Some of them were grateful, but some of them were complaining. For me, if I can have a dress that never wear out for 40 years, just one suit that I have for 40 years, I would not complain. But I know that is not my place. I'm going to get out of that place of wearing the same clothes every year for 40 years. But I will not complain. God eventually took them into the promised land, the next generation, into the promised land, which was the land of more than enough. The food and the supply in that land was so super abundant. A single cluster of grapes was so big that have two grown-up men carry it. It's so super abundant. This whole story about the Israelite slavery in Egypt, the desert, and the promised land, this is the type and shadow of our life. I was in Egypt before because I was not a believer. And then God moved me into the desert for a while to test my faith. And then now God has moved me into the promised land. So in that promised land, the land that is called flowing with milk and honey. When you see the word flowing, what does it mean? It means it never runs out. It keeps going. The provision... The blessing, the supply never runs out. This is the land where God is taking you and me. Everyone point to yourself. God is taking me. Point to the neighbor. God is taking you to the promised land. Right now, you may be in the land of barely enough. You may be in the desert land. You don't know how long going to take to go to the promised land. You don't even know how we, you're going to do that. And you feel that maybe this is the way I live. I'm going to be in lack forever. I'll be in just barely enough forever. But I want to let you know, God has not forgotten about you. He's the faithful God. He will keep his promise. Don't worry. If God decorates the field, the grass of the field and the lilies of the field, God, take care of the birds of the air. He's going to take care of you. He's going to get you out from the land of just enough 
and get you into the promised land. You may be in the land of just enough right now. You need some supply. You should be grateful, even though you don't have anything extra and nothing to accomplish your dream. Don't complain. Just be faithful and be thankful. God did not breathe His Spirit into your life just to leave you in the land of just barely enough, but He wants you to get into the promised land. What are you doing right now in the land of bearing enough? It's just a transient or temporary situation. It's a season of tests of your faith. To see that you are thankful, you still go to church every Sunday. You still serve Him or not? Are you still reading the Bible? Are you still doing the right thing He tells you to do? He wants to test you until the right time coming. He will get you into the promised land. He has a place for super abundance for all of you and me. A place of more than enough. Amen. So, if you are in that place right now, in the place of not enough, don't put your stake down there. Don't make a address of permanent resident in there. That is not your permanent place. Believe this; it's a temporary place for you. You're going to move out of there, and you're going to go into the promised land. Don't settle in. That desert land. Yes, it is the place where you are right now, but it is not who you are. Yes, it's a location that you are living in right now, but it's not your identity. Your identity is that I am a child of the Most High God, the El Shaddai, the God of more than enough, the God. Of twelve baskets full left over, the God that almost sink the boat with too much fish, the God of more than enough. Therefore, we need to have the super abundance mentality, which go along with what the Bible say. I am the head, not the tail. Philippians chapter four verse nineteen say, and my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How many people believe God can supply all of your needs and have left over? Yes, God can. He is an amazing God. When you look at your situation right now, you may think, "I will never get ahead financially. I will never be healthy. I've been sick for a long time." I'm in the land of defeat, weakness, and barely enough. No, it is not according to where you are right now, but it is according to who God is in your life. God can change your situation any minute. God can take you out from the land of barely enough and put you in the land of more than enough. And He has His ways, supernatural way. To give you the increase beyond your natural ability, beyond your circumstance right now, beyond your regular salary, He can bless you supernaturally. Quit telling yourself, "Oh, that's all I have." My grandmother, my grandfather were broke. My father and my mother did not have anything good to eat. Their dogs. Are on the welfare. Their cats are homeless, and the only thing I can do is to eat rice with fish sauce every day. That's Thai style. We eat rice and fish sauce. We eat rice and fish sauce every day. That's all 
I'm going to eat all the days of my life, just rice, bread, and water. I want to let you know, God can change your situation. I know a lady since she was a young girl. I know this lady. She was living in a limited circumstance. Her parents did not have much. She has to wear the clothes that somebody hand to her parents. She did not have any money to buy a very nice clothes or have a car. She had to go on the bus. But this lady was really determined. At that time, she was a Catholic girl. She went to church every Sunday. She believed in Jesus, but she did not know the Bible that much. But she really believed that she would not be in this situation forever. Every summer, she will go out on the street to sell stuff to help her mom and dad give them money to help her parents financially. But she determined, "I'm going to have super abundant mentality. I'm going to finish my college. I'm going to finish my university. I'm going to be the head, not the tail." She pursued her education. She got on the bus, and eventually she graduated from university. And she got a good job at the bank. And now she can bless so many people around the world. She is not poor anymore. She is not in the land of bearing enough anymore. Now she is in the land of more than enough. Amen. And this is true story that I have seen with my own eyes. Definitely, when she was young. The devil may talk to her. Wow! All the days of your life, what you can eat is rice and water. But she did not stay that way. She keep believing, expecting, honoring God, going to church every Sunday, even though it's a Catholic church. She was praying, obeying God, repenting, obeying and honoring her parents, being faithful, seeking the kingdom of God first. And eventually, she got out from poverty and being in lack. She wanted to set a new standard for her future family, that her future family will not be just surviving and eating rice and water every day. Luke chapter fifteen, twenty-two to thirty-two. But the father said to his servants, "Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandal on his feet." And bring the fatted calf. Everyone say fatted calf. Here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, "Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf." But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, "Lo, these many years I have been serving you; I never transgressed your commandment at any time. Yet you never gave me a young goat or a skinny goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed a fatted calf for him." And he said to him, "Son, 
You are always with me, and all that I have is yours. I was right that it was right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. This is a story of a prodigal son. This son took the money, his inheritance. He blew everything away. He spent money on prostitute and drinking and gambling. If one day he repented, he came back home. His father, which is a type of our heavenly father, and we are his son and daughter. Some of us may be like prodigal son. We ran away. We came back home. The father killed a fatted calf and make a big party. But the older son say, it's not fair. I have been with you for all these times, but you never even give me a skinny goat. Wow. You can see here, there are two mentalities here. One mentality is fatted calf mentality. But another mentality is skinny goat mentality. The skinny goat mentality say, I can just eat rice and bread and water all the days of my life. But the fatter calf mentality say, I will eat steak. I will eat salmon. I will eat good food. And I will have enough money to send my children to college. And I will live a nice place. And I will have a nice car to drive. I'm not going to be in lack for the rest of my life. I encourage you today to get rid of the skinny goat mentality like the older brother. But you should have the fettered calf mentality. The way you think dictate your future. You should think this. God is my father. He wants to give me fettered calf and big party. He wants me to celebrate my salvation. He wants me to have a nice place to live. He wants me to have more than enough to afford everything that I enjoy and also have left over that I can go to mission trip. I can support the mission work. I can give to the poor and the needy and the orphans and the widows in the church. We need to get rid of the skinny goat mentality, but have the fatted calf mentality. And I hope that God is speaking to you right now. That you can get out from the land of just enough and get into the land of more than enough. At that time, God was so good to the children of Israel. They were in the desert and they have enough every day. God sent manna every day. After they finished eating, nothing left over. No, nothing for the next day. Manna came down from heaven just for that day. Just enough. And then they began to complain to Moses. We are so tired of this manna. We need some meat. We need some steak. And Moses said, wow, we are in the desert. How are we going to get the steak for you? There is no grocery store around. There is no hello fish allowed to order from the internet. I cannot go into the Google and get into Amazon and order food from Amazon that dropped in front of our house. We don't have meat, okay? Just manna. But he prayed to God, and you know what happened? God is a good God. God knows how to get his provision to his people. Usually quails will be around water. 
To come to the desert is impossible. So God make a big wind, make the wind move to the different direction to bring a big group of quails to them to the camp every single day, and they have enough to feed two million people every day with that meat. I'm saying every day. By calculation, approximately one. 105 million quail came to the camp to feed 2 million people. Wow. Is God good? He can take care of you. Nothing is impossible with you. If God can bring the quail to feed them, God is a super abundant life and He can provide for you. You will have more than enough. Let me ask you this question. Do you have a fatted calf Mentality, or you have a skinny goat mentality. If you have a skinny goat mentality, you will say, I will never be able to pay all of my debt. I will never be able to do any good things in my life. I will always be poor. I will always be sick and weak and defeated. But you need to change your mindset. You say, No, I'm going to have more than enough. I'm going to have steak. I'm going to eat salmon. I'm going to have more than enough in my life. Your life is not limited by your circumstance. It's not limited by the way you were raised or grew up. It's not limited by what you don't have or what you have right now. But your life is limited by what you believe or your own mentality. Amen? Some of you have had the skinny goat mentality for a long time. He becomes your close friend. After this sermon, I hope you will stand up and say, Hey, skinny goat mentality, I hang out with you too long. We have to part away. Get out of my life right now. I don't want to be your close friend anymore. And there's a skinny goat mentality will speak to you. Oh, but we have been friends for a long time. You're going to have another friend. You're going to be lonely. And you say, no, I'm not lonely. And they keep, let me stay. And you say, no, get out of here. Goat. I have a new friend. He is the fatted calf mentality. From today on, my close friend is a fatted calf mentality. I'm going to think about more than enough. I'm going to think about supply and overflowing. Amen. We need to live with a super abundant mentality. I know about a testimony of a person. This person was, was about 20-something years old, got saved, but at that time, hope the friend make this person have one million baht, which is about $30,000 debt at 20-something years old. But she began to go to church, and then... She sold the car to pay debt, get on the bus to go to church, start to pay tithe, serve God, and be faithful. And eventually, normally, the, that debt going to take about 10 years to pay off as a young person. But the debt was paid off in six months. And after that, the life is never be the same. Because that person has a super abundant mentality, faithful, going to church, paying tithe, and serve the Lord. I know another couple who 
been a Christian for a long time since they were in college. And one day the dad left the debt for him, 30 million baht, which is about $1 million. In Thailand is a lot, 30 million baht or $1 million. And not only that, he was cheated by the friend. He could not pay bill. He always had to borrow money all these years. Until three years ago, this couple came to meet me, listened to our teaching, and began to change the mentality about how God can help them. This is a true story. Within two years, God blessed his business so much that he paid off the 30 million baht or $1 million within two years. And I just talked to him this morning. I called him up. How is your work life right now? He said, oh, the business so much. I have money come in. I can pay my kids the education to the international school. I paid cash. Now I have left over. I can fly to Europe with you. I can have a mission. I can do the ministry. I have left over. Within three years, his life turned around, get out from the desert or from the Egypt land into the promised land right now. Amen? Amen. One lady, she was a single parent woman. And she has two sons. She barely make it each month because she has to feed her two sons. And this lady went to church every Sunday, worshipped God, told her son that we're not going to stay here forever. We're going to be in more than enough one day. We're going to love our God. We're going to be faithful to our God. We're going to be thankful. We are not going to complain anything. Even though each month she struggled financially to pay her bill. One of her sons heard the sermon about God, how God can save the children of Israel. The son heard from the mom that I need to have a super abundant mentality. So the son began to confess that when I finish my high school, I'm going to have a scholarship because my mom could not afford it. Scholarship to go to the college and finish my college study. With that mentality, eventually, after he graduated from high school number two, he get nine scholarships worth $1.3 million. His undergraduate, his master degree and doctorate degree will cover and pay. Nice scholarship. Because this family, the mom and the kids, she is a single mom, did not have a skinny goat mentality. Let me read this scripture to you. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. You see the word pressed down. When we see the word pressed down, I think about chocolate chip cooking. When you want to make a chocolate chip cookie, you have a cup, so you put in the brown sugar. The brown sugar tends to be stuck together and hard. So what you need to do is to push it down to fill the bottom. The more you push it down, you can put in more brown sugar in there. When we hear the word press down, what does it mean? It means that God shall press down your blessing, your provision, to make more room to give you more. Everyone say, more room. more room. Maybe some of you have a 
skinny goat mentality. If I can eat steak once a year, that will be good enough for me. Some of you may say that if I can sell my home at the price I buy, I bought, it's enough for me. Or you may say that, oh, if I can just have enough to buy latte, pay my bill and buy latte, it's enough for me. And God wants to tell you that is not enough. He wants to press down and he wants to give you more to the point you can eat steak anytime you want. You don't have to eat quails only two days in 40 years. You can eat quails every day. And God said to you, you will not to sell your home at the price you bought. But you can have more than enough. You can sell your home more than what you bought. You're going to have left over to give to the poor, to do the ministry, to travel on the mission. Because I'm the God who has good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. After he pressed down your blessing in your life, he will pour more, shake it, not just to the top of the glass or top of the container, but he keep doing it until it, it is running over. God can make your life running over regarding your strength, your health, your joy, your faith, your wisdom, your finances, your relationship, that you will have everything running over. Amen? Everyone say, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. So I have come down to rescue them, in the Israelite, from the power of the Egyptians, and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. Brother and sister, God can press your blessing down in order to make more room that you can enjoy fertile, spacious land. He does not want you to be in the restricted and narrow and crowded land. He wants you to have a space to serve Him, to have more room to serve Him, extra to serve the Lord. You need to change your mentality. He wants you to be running over and flowing with increase and the blessing and the wisdom and the strength and all the good opportunities. He's the God of more than enough. Amen? Don't put your stake down there in the desert. He wants to give you more space to give you more opportunities, more health, more joy, more wisdom. Don't think about only rice and water. You can eat salmon. You can eat steak. Amen? Don't think just about berry. Make it each month. But you're going to have leftover to send your kids to college and to do great things for God. Amen? Come to this point, some of you may be thinking, or some of people who watch the YouTube may be thinking, oh, this guy, Dr. Lau, he is a prosperity preacher. I don't like that word because I'm not a prosperity preacher. And I'm not a poverty preacher either. I'm not both. I'm not a prosperity preacher and poverty preacher. Because when you heard about a prosperity preacher, you think about somebody come and manipulate people to give money to him. I'm not here to get money from you. I'm here to change your mindset. 
your mentality. And I'm not talking about only money. I'm not talking about only finances. I'm talking about prosperity in everything, even in the area that your money cannot buy. Prosperity in your relationship, good health, sleeping well every night, joy, peace, strength, family. Your kids have prosperity from you. We are talking about every area of life, not just only money. And many things in life you cannot buy with money either. God wants you to be the head, not the tail. Jesus came to give you life and give you, you super abundantly or more abundantly. And remember this, you and I are the ambassador of God. We are the representative of God Almighty on this planet Earth. We should be an example of God's goodness and God's mercy. If we are so blessed, we are so prosperous, so joyful, so generous to give to people who are in need. We're so full of wisdom, full of mercy, full of good character. Then other people look at us and will say, hey, I want what you have. How can I have that? And you say, come to New Hope International Church. Come to Jesus. You're going to have what I have. I am the representative of God here. You see the goodness of God through my life. The religious spirit will say to you this way. You are supposed to be sick, defeated, and poor in order to show that you are so humble. You need to be sick and poor. Actually, you are sick and poor. You try to prove to people around you that you are sick and poor. There's nothing about God at all. The religious spirit will say, if you're sick and poor and defeated, you are so holy. No, that is a false humility and that's a false holiness. You don't need to be sick and poor to be holy. That is a teaching of many, many churches. That stay sick, stay poor, stay defeated. So you look very holy and look very, very humble. No, 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 no. Think about this. If I call three of my children to come up on the stage right now, and their hair are messy, their clothes are worn out and ragged, their shoes have holes in it, and they look very sick and weak, you would think in your head right away when you see my kids in that condition, you would think that what kind of father he is. And there will be a poor reflection on me. That I'm a bad father. But if you look good, dress good, live in a nice place, eat nice food, enjoy life, have money to give to the poor, being generous to the mission, being generous to the needy in the church, to the orphans, and you're so full of wisdom, your face full of joy and the glory of God. Everything, every time you pray, God answer you. Wow, you have a smile on your face. You think that will bring glory to God? That will bring, make God look good? You're going to make God smile at you? And God will look good through you. Is that right? But if you're poor, defeated, and look terrible, you dress terrible, you don't comb your hair, you look mad, and upset and complain all the time and be angry all the time 
and very greedy and never share to anybody. Or just this is my money. I don't have enough to share. Our God will look bad because you represent God on earth. We are supposed to be blessed. We are supposed to be prosperous. We are supposed to enjoy life. Give God permission to bless you by changing your mentality, changing the way you think. If everyone say, I give you, Lord, permission to bless me. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 11 to 14. God will lavish you with good things. Children from your womb, offspring from your animals, crops of, from your land, the land that God promised your ancestors that he would give you. God will throw open the doors of his sky, vaults, and pour rain on your land, on schedule, and bless the work you take in hand. You will lend to many nations, but you yourself won't have to take out a loan. God will make you the head, not the tail. You will always be the top dog, never the bottom dog. As you obediently listen, <laughs> this is from the message. <laughs> As you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God. That I am commanding you today, don't swerve one inch to the right and left from the words that I command you today by going off flowing and worshiping other gods. My dear brothers and sisters, we're going to be the top, not the bottom. We're going to be a top dog, not the bottom dog. We're going to be the head, not the tail. We don't live on leftover. Sometimes people come to church thinking this way. Oh, this church is so good. They have food to give to the poor. Oh, they have free lunch. I like to go to care group because they have good food. And not only that, I bring in a brown bag and a box. So when I go home, I can take some food in my box and brown bag. I can go home and eat another three days. I live on leftover because I'm so poor. I depend on other people giving money to me. Give, give, give. That's not the life that God wants us to have. He wants us to be the, live a life of super abundance. Oh, you're in trouble? Okay, I give you. Oh, I bring food and chair. And you can take left over. I don't need it. I have more than enough in my house. The, my refrigerator is so full. I don't need this leftover. Amen? Don't have that skinny goat mentality. Don't stay in the land of not enough. Don't put your stake down there. Don't put a, make a permanent resident in the land of the desert. Allow God, give God the permission to increase you, to bless you, and to lavish you with good things. That's what the Bible says. He will lavish you with good things. Don't think this way. It is wrong to have money. It is wrong to have a nice house. Is it wrong to enjoy life? To have a nice vacation? Is it wrong that I have leftover that I can give and to do the mission work? Is, is it wrong that I can leave some money as an inheritance to my children? I want to say you, God answer you right now. It is not wrong. It is not wrong to have leftover to do great things. If it's wrong, think about this. God make a covenant with Abraham. The man of faith. I make a covenant with you. You're going to be blessed. 
to bless the nation. And in that generation, Abraham was one of the wealthiest men in the world. He has more livestock, more cattle, and more possession than many people in his generation. If it's wrong, why King David left millions of dollars to his son to build a temple? It's not wrong. But it's wrong if you love money. It's wrong if money has you. And you live for money. And you think about money all the time. How can I keep? How can I save? How can I make more money? For me, 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 me. That is wrong. But it's not wrong to enjoy life and have more than enough to do good work. It's not wrong. When you look good, it makes God look good. Amen? When you are blessed, prosperous, and successful, it brings Him honor. Amen? And don't have to apologize if God bless you. If God bless you with good income, big uh, promotion, if God bless you with a nice house and you pay off your house, don't have to apologize. Amen? Why? Let me read the scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. But you shall earnestly remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth, and He may establish His covenant with which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Every day when you wake up, this is your attitude. Thank you, Lord. You give me power to make wealth. Thank you, Lord, you heal my sickness. Healing comes from you. Thank you, Lord, that you give me this home, this car, this job. Thank you, Lord, the end of the year, I get some bonus from you. It all comes from you. I don't need to apologize that all this thing comes from heaven, from the super abundant God. God will not give you good things and then turn around and condemn you and point finger to you. You are bad. He will not do that. He loves to give you more wisdom, more favor, more blessing, more joy, more good things, more money, more strength, good health. But the key is, Don't let money have you. That's the key. Don't let money become your focus. Don't seek the provision, but seek the provider. Serve the provider, don't serve the provision. Be faithful to go to church. Like the first lady I share about, even though she was Catholic, she got on the bus, she went to church every Sunday. You are faithful, you're thankful, you're the servant of the Lord. You serve the Lord even in the time you are lacking. Seek the kingdom of God first. Be generous. Do good to other people. Let God use you. And as you're faithful in little things like that, God's going to bless you more financially because God knows that you have the right heart. And in order to be a blessing to the nation, to do the mission work, to help build the church, you need a tool. And that tool is your house, your car, your finances, your strength, your health. He's going to bless you everything so that you have a tool to build the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God comes first in your life. 
Your father owns it all. He makes street in heaven out of gold. Amen? He's so rich. You are not going to make heaven bankrupt if God bless you a little bit more. No one going to make God bankrupt by allowing him to bless them. Actually, very simple. He just called what angel? Angel, just pick up one pavement from the street on heaven that paved the goal and give it to Pasada. And that is enough. That's going to make a lot of money already. He's so simple for him, not big deal. But allow him, give permission to him to give you the blessing so that you can do more things for God. Change your mentality after this sermon. I going to have super abundant mindset from today. God going to lavish me with good things. He will open the floodgate of heaven and pour and shower his blessing on me. I'm going to obey God, seek the kingdom of God first, and I will accomplish not only my dream, but I will be able to support and bless the kingdom and the great commission and my church and help other people. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 11, the last one. May the Lord, the God of your fathers, make you a thousand times as many you are, as you are, and bless you. Wow, you can see that I read a lot of scripture here. It's not my own idea. And bless you as he has promised you. Can you receive this verse into your spirit? A thousand times. Everyone say a thousand times. A thousand times more favor from God. A thousand times more resources. A thousand times more income. A thousand times more anointing. More wisdom. A thousand times more souls saved in the world through New Hope International Church. All over the world. In Japan. In Germany. In Switzerland. In Thailand. In America. A thousand times more people join the kingdom of God because God put resources into our hand so that we can bless the gospel and the great commission. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Get rid of the skinny goat mentality from now on. Don't become its friend anymore. Have a new friend called fatty calf mentality. Let God press your provision down to make more room so that he can give more and don't feel guilty about it and don't have to apologize. Let him bless you. You wake up every morning, you look in your own face in the mirror and say, Lord, I want to thank you so much for opening up heaven for me, for using me. I'm your servant. I know you take pleasure in prospering me. You have pleasure in seeing my prosperity. Open the floodgate of heaven and lavish me and reign me with the blessing. I promise you, Lord, I will serve you. I will go to church every Sunday. I will get involved in the church. I will give to the poor. I will be faithful in my tithing. I will not complain like the children of Israel. I will be thankful, faithful, I'm going to stay in the super abundant mentality. I will not put my stake down in this land, the land of not enough or the land of barely enough. I'm going to move to the promised land one of these days. If you can give 
105 quails to the children of Israel. Nothing is impossible with you. If you can move the wind to get the quails there for them, you can move things on earth to bless me. And I can bless your name and bless the nations around the world. If you can have that mentality, be faithful, thankful, super abundant mentality. I believe that your life will go to the next level and you're going to start to see the super abundant land in your life. Do your part, have the right mentality. Do your part to be faithful to seek the kingdom of God first. Stay in faith. Listen to the Holy Spirit and you will see the breakthrough in your life. If that can happen to those examples that I talk about, it can happen to you as well. Amen? Change your mentality, please. Change, get rid of the skinny goat mentality. I want to end the sermon by giving you a story and you need to change your mindset. In the Sunday school, a teacher tell all the kids in the Sunday school, try to change the mentality that God loves them and they are very precious and God has good things for them. So the Sunday school teacher asked, anyone in this room feel that God hates you, doesn't love you, and you're going to be poor? Stand up. And she did not expect any kid to stand up. But one kid stood up, and she was shocked. What am I going to say here? That this boy think that God doesn't love him. This Sunday school teacher asked this kid, why did you stand up? I stood up because I feel bad for you. I don't want you to stand by yourself. (laughs) Sometimes I preach the word, but I may have my own bad mentality here. I need to change too. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let us confess together, amen, that Jesus is our Lord. Nothing wrong to confess again and again. How many people want God the Father, the El Shaddai, to be your father? Jesus became poor so that we might be rich. Everyone says superabundance, overflowing, more than enough, good measure, Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Father in heaven, thank you so much for teaching me today. I will keep the fatted calf mentality. I will not yield to a religious spirit that tell me to be weak, poor, defeated, sick. I don't accept that. Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Savior. The throne of my life is where you are right now. I surrender to you. You are my master. 
I believe you came so that I can have super abundant life. You make me the head, not the tail. You put me at the top, not the bottom. You give me one thousand times of everything. You give me fertile and spacious land. You give me the promised land. You bless me so that I can be the blessing. I promise you, Lord. I shall be faithful, thankful. I will serve you. I will build a church. Go to church. Repent easily. I will keep the right mindset. I will be generous. You bless me, Lord, that I look good, look glorious. I am prosperous, healthy, strong, full of joy, full of wisdom, full of the blessing, so that my relatives, my loved ones, my friends, my co-workers shall see you through me. Lord, bless. Us, Lord, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's stand up and sing this song together. The song that you play right now. with God. God, you can do anything. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord and King, nothing is Out 
Nothing is people out of the land of just barely enough, the land of lack. Bless them. They will prove to you that they are faithful and they will pass all the tests and you shall bless them. We know, Lord, it may not happen overnight, but you can do it and you shall use your children in this house to be the blessing to many nations around the world. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com I'm so thirsty